Welcome to Gondrepreneur, helping Gondrepreneurs grow and succeed in every sector of the cannabis industry. Gondrepreneur will introduce you to the cannabis pioneers who are paving the way for future generations. Learn about the shifting landscape of the market directly from the experts and get to know some of the leading minds in the industry as they tell their story of struggles and success. Now, CannabisRadio.com presents Gondrepreneur. Hi there, and welcome to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I am your host, Shango Lose. The Gondrepreneur.com podcast gives us an opportunity to speak directly to entrepreneurs, cannabis growers, product developers, and cannabis medicine researchers, all focused on making the most of cannabis normalization. As your host, I do my best to bring you original cannabis industry ideas that will ignite your own entrepreneurial spark and give you actionable information to improve your business strategy and improve your health and the health of cannabis patients everywhere. Today, my guest is Martin Lee. Martin Lee is co-founder and director of Project CBD, a California-based nonprofit dedicated to promoting and publicizing research into the medical uses of cannabidiol and the other components of the cannabis plant. He is author of Smoke Signals, A Social History of Marijuana. Martin also co-authored his first book, Acid Dreams, The CIA, LSD, and the 60s Rebellion in 1985. As a journalist, Martin covered the medical cannabis movement for years in the pages of O'Shaughnessy's, and he was awarded the Pope Foundation Award for Investigative Journalism in 1994. Thanks for being on the show, Martin. My pleasure. So, Martin, while many of our audience folk are familiar with the basics of CBD and the endocannabinoid system, it's barely been discussed prior to the last four or five years when it began to gain a wider media attention. What about the American zeitgeist has prevented CBD to be popular until just now? Well, it's interesting. When we first launched Project CBD six years ago, we had a sense that it could be a real game changer for the medical marijuana situation that it could help to liberate cannabis from the confines of the drug abuse paradigm. I think events have borne us out on that. But it really took the uh, CNN broadcast in the summer of 2013, which showed the dramatic outcomes for children with pediatric epilepsy when they were administered CBD-rich oil. That was a tipping point. But I think that Zeitgeist was ready for that. And we've, we've been in the midst of a long-standing pro-cannabis cultural shift. But I think uh, CBD has accentuated that shift quite dramatically and really changed the parameters of the game, so to speak. So I think the Zeitgeist was... Uh, being prepared for a while and people were ready for this I think because there was great dissatisfaction prevalent for the typical medical options, corporate medical options, big pharma and so forth. So it's not surprising to us that CBD sort of triggered a a popular upsurge of interest and, and I think that will continue. We see a big surge of newcomers so to speak into the medical marijuana milieu who are looking for cannabis products, cannabis remedies that don't necessarily get them high because many people don't enjoy the cannabis high and those that don't can now benefit therapeutically from certain cannabis strains, certain cannabis products because CBD is not psychoactive the way THC is. It can neutralize or at least lessen the psychoactivity of THC. So it means that all those people who for one reason or other were not inclined to reach for cannabis as an option therapeutically, now can do so. And and I think that bodes well for the future in terms of the medical marijuana situation. 
You know, that's a really good point, Martin. You know, when you start allowing people to find out a new way to heal themselves, that in and of itself will change people's expectations. Up to just a few years ago, people were only thinking about cannabis as an intoxicant only. And the fact that CBD is not psychoactive, and actually, you know, we've seen all the images now of it healing children, which really gets to people's hearts. Were you involved at all with Sanjay Gupta coming to this realization with CBD? CBD, or were you watching it like the rest of us and seeing an opportunity now to be able to out, do more outreach for education? Well, at Project CBD, we knew several months ahead of time that that program was coming because we were in touch with uh, the doctor who was guiding little Charlotte and her family in terms of the uh, cannabis therapeutic approach that they were pursuing. So we knew that was coming. We expected it, but there's no way one could really be prepared for the. Uh, the onslaught that happened afterwards, you know, that really dramatically changed the conversation, the national conversation about cannabis. I mean, prior to that show, the public conversation, the public discourse was still bogged down in questions like, well, does medical marijuana really work? Is it just a front for stoners? Is it just an excuse for people to get high? That sort of thing. What kind of damage will it do to my child's brain if they're exposed? Those were the, the key questions that were being discussed, let's say, before CBD, if we could put it that way. Now the key question is not does it work, but how we can best use cannabis therapeutically for maximum benefit. Not what harm will it do my child, but how can I access CBD-rich oil to save my child's life? So there's been a dramatic change there. And I said that this shift has been long in coming, but it did take that national television broadcast uh, to function as a tipping point. But you know, a lot had been happening before that to lay the groundwork to make that tipping point possible. It's a shame that, you know, it had to be sick children that was necessary to bring that to the forefront. But at the same time, we're all grateful that it has played out as it has because now CBD is increased in awareness and everyone has got an opportunity to participate and seek out the medicine. You know, we had D Dr. Ethan Russo on the program discussing endocannabinoid deficiency last year, and his ideas were very clear, yet because he's a scientist, he speaks in a language that is a bit unfamiliar to most lay people. For yourself, as both a journalist and a CBD evangelist, what do you see as some of the challenges of translating the benefits of the detailed CBD molecule to the general public so that they can learn en masse? Well, the endocannabinoid system is quite fascinating as an area, an intellectual area, as a scientific area. But it's true, it's, it's difficult for non-scientists to understand sometimes what scientists are talking about. Scientists tend to talk to each other. It's uh, kind of like a hermetically sealed environment. And I think that's one of the roles that Project CBD had always envisioned for itself is to translate the science so that it's accessible to the medical marijuana community, the public at large, and I'm including now doctors and physicians in that, who are not necessarily steeped in this science. But how can we sum up the endocannabinoid system? If you want to talk about the particulars, we can think of three components. You know, there are receptors in the brain that respond pharmacologically to compounds in cannabis, the receptors in the brain and throughout the body. There are also endogenous compounds that are marijuana-like molecules that our own brain, own body creates. They're similar in effect to the compounds in the plant, but they exist naturally in all mammals, actually in all animals, but for insects. And then there are also enzymes in the body that 
help to create these endogenous compounds and help to break them down. It modulates the levels of our own cannabinoids. And Dr. Ethan Rosso has made a very important contribution with this notion of endocannabinoid deficiency, that if we are lacking or if we have low levels for one reason or another, maybe it's genetics, maybe it's the wear and tear of stress throughout one's life, that our levels of our own marijuana-like molecules become depleted, then we become very vulnerable to all sorts of diseases because the endocannabinoid system is has a neuroprotective function. It literally protects cells against degeneration. I know we're kind of getting into science speak, but I just think of the endocannabinoid system as the fulcrum of health. And as we live out our years and accumulate stress because stress wears down the endocannabinoid cannabinoid system, people, as they get older, tend to get sick. And while it's not simply a matter of depleted endocannabinoids, there are other factors obviously at play. This is a very, very important physiological system because it regulates pretty much all the other systems. You know, when we were taking high school biology, we were taught about we had, that we had a skeletal system, an immune system, a reproductive system, hormonal, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But we never were taught that we had an endocannabinoid system because we didn't know about this scientifically on, until really the 1990s. And still, it's not even taught in medical schools, which is quite shocking because it's so sure fundamental to health. Yeah. I, I think of it as like the Tao of health, the endocannabinoids. It's the balance point. If you have a healthy, balanced endocannabinoid system, you will be a healthy human being. It always reminds me a lot of the term Teutonify in Oriental medicine, where it's it's not that you're pumping something up or you're not that it's you're depleting it, it's that you're looking for a balance in the middle where all of the systems can run effectively. And the endocannabinoid system seems to be that tonifying system that helps all the other systems click along. Yes, I mean, there's actually the phrase endocannabinoid tone, but what's interesting when we speak about the cannabis plant and what's all important here is the whole plant and how it interacts with our own physiology, how it interacts with the endocannabinoid system. And the cannabis plant is a very unusual plant. It's what's called an herbal adaptogen. And one of the features of that is that it has a, a way of balancing one's system so that it can basically it can calm the hyper, it can energize the sluggish. It has a way of balancing both excess and deficiency. So the same strain, literally the same remedy, can have different effects for different people depending on what their condition is and what their imbalance is. And that's one of the beauties and the magic of whole plant cannabis. Thank you for that explanation, Martin. It's very insightful to realize that the same plant can affect two people differently. It certainly makes it more challenging to recommend strains to friends, but it sure makes a lot more sense with how our bodies interact with it. It's time for us to take a short break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. After a short message from the sponsors who made this show possible, Gontrepreneur will return. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. 
Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to help Gondrepreneurs grow. You're listening to Gondrepreneur, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. You are listening to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I am your host, Shango Lose, And our guest this week is Martin Lee, author of the book Smoke Signals and founder of Project CBD. So Martin, before the break, we were talking about endocannabinoid deficiency and the powers of cannabidiol. And cannabidiol is just one of the cannabinoids in cannabis. Most of the plant remains unresearched. But as a researcher, I'm sure that you're starting to get ideas of what else we might uncover in the plant. Can you tell us a little bit about the yet unresearched aspects of the plant that we're looking forward to? Oh, there's a whole world there. It's a very good question, and it's a fascinating area. If we just focus on the cannabinoids in particular, you know, there is about 100 different cannabinoids, of which CBD and THC are the most well-known and well-studied. There are others. One that's coming up now on the radar is THCV. It's kind of a variation on THC. And THCV has the opposite effect in some ways for THC in that it, it kind of, while THC stimulates the munchies, THCV has the opposite effect. It kind of mitigates appetite. It's being looked at now, it's beginning to be looked at as something possibly for metabolic syndrome and obesity. But we have to keep in mind that cannabis isn't just cannabinoids in, in the plant. There are flavonoids, there are terpenes, and all these different components of the plant have specific medical attributes. But when you combine them all together, they create what scientists call the entourage effect or ensemble effect, so that the impact of the therapeutic impact of the whole plant is greater than the sum of the parts. But just looking at the terpenes, for example, these are the essential oils that give the plant its smell. CBD and THC have no smell. We all know that cannabis has very, very potent smell, and each strain has its own unique smell, and, and there's something about that that's very important. The smell that resonates for the patient is probably the one that works best for them, one that will resonate with their own physiology. But there's, for example, a terpene called beta-caraethylene. There's actually a terpene called beta-caraethylene that's very prominent in many different cannabis strains 
terpenes. And beta-caraethylene is unique among terpenes in the plant in that it's the one and the only one that we know of that actually binds directly to one of the cannabinoid receptors. There's two known receptor systems. The CB1 receptor system is primarily in the brain and the central nervous system. It mediates psychoactivity and many other things. But the CB2 receptor, very, very important. It's prominent in immune cells, in the peripheral nervous system, in metabolic tissue. And this beta-caraethylene terpene binds directly to the CB2 receptor, which modulates inflammation. And inflammation is underlies so many different conditions that it's very important if you have a substance that will actually turn down inflammation. And if it hits that CB2 receptor, that's what it will do. It modulate inflammation. And so that I think that uh, something in the future we're likely to see in, in cannabis products something with a little bit of extra beta-caraethylene added to it. And beta-caraethylene, incidentally, is available in many different herbs, not just cannabis. It's very prominent in echinacea, for example. Very Echinacea is beta-caraethylene rich, so that's one of the reasons why, as an herb, echinacea is known for something that's good for the immune system. I mean, it's actually many other herbs, black pepper, for example. So that's just one a- aspect of what's possible with scientific research into cannabis, looking at all the different aspects of the plant. We can modulate by looking at all different aspects of the plant and what's in it. We can kind of tailor-made by looking at all different aspects of the plant and different components in it. We can tailor different products to suit specific uh, therapeutic needs, and that's very exciting. Do you think that with the help of technology, we now have been able to tease apart all the different components of the cannabis plant that we know what is there, and now it's just a matter of going through and researching the different aspects? Or are we still at a point where there are components of the plants that we have not even identified yet, and so we're still unpacking the plant to know what's even there? Well, I think the latter is true, that we still, there's a lot of mystery to the plant. One very exciting area of technology is the gene sequencing of the cannabis plant. The cannabis plant has been gene sequenced, so is the human being. And I think one area that's going to be gaining more prominence in the future is matching what we know about the cannabinoids in the plant based on the gene sequencing and, and figuring out how that relates to human beings. There are conditions such as epilepsy, for example where scientists now can sequence the genes of an epileptic patient and find out what genes have what's called polymorphisms or mutations in the gene. And they're finding out now, for example, why it is that CBD-rich oil works better for certain children with pediatric epilepsy and why it has no effect on others, why it doesn't seem to help others. Because they can see what's happening in the child in terms of what genes are mutated. So for Dravet syndrome, for example, and Deuce uh, another epileptic condition, pediatric, that's very, very damaging for a child. They respond very, very well to CBD-rich oil. For some other people or for some other children, CBD might not be their molecule. It might be THC or THCA, THC in its acid form, that, that, which is non-psychoactive, by the way. That's, that's how it actually appears in the plant. For the plant to get you high, you have to heat it. This is a fascinating area where we're just at the beginning of, we're on the threshold, I think, of major discoveries that will match the specific components of the plant to what is happening specifically with people and their conditions. 
One of the questions that I get all the time is what ratio of CBD to THC works for particular conditions? For example, something that's a two to one tends to work out really well with folks with Parkinson's, but that would actually make many children lethargic in dealing with their seizures. When you are explaining CBD to THC ratios to people so that they can really grok it, what do you tell them? Well, I think it's best not to think of the ratios in terms of matching it to a particular condition. What's important is to match the ratio to a person. And at Project CBD, we do a lot of workshops, staff trainings at medical marijuana dispensaries. And we always tell the bud tenders, as they're called, the people who are dealing directly with the patients, their job, given the fact they really don't have medical training, is not to cure an illness or a disease, but simply to help a patient find a comfortable entry point into cannabis therapeutics. So for people who are naive with respect to cannabis, maybe senior citizens, maybe young children, likely a good starting ratio for them would be something that would be CBD dominant with very little THC. It won't be psychoactive like THC. It won't get them higher stoned. And it's a kind of an easy way for people to start with cannabis therapeutics. And for some some people, that might be the perfect ending place as well. For others who are comfortable with THC, because the sense, one's sensitivity to THC is all important here, How to what extent one likes to get high, they might start on a ratio that's one-to-one, -one, the equal parts CBD to THC, which may have ultimately a greater therapeutic impact because CBD and THC synergize. They potentiate each other. They make each other more uh, stronger for different uh, therapeutic applications, and that's been shown in many different scientific experiments. So really, it's a matter of what's the right way for a person to use cannabis in terms of the ratio, not so much what is the perfect ratio for a condition. I'm not sure we'll, if we'll ever find the perfect ratio for a condition because ultimately we're not treating conditions, we're treating human beings. I think that this is a good time for us to plug the great section on your website that talks about conditions. We were speaking in the first segment about how Project CBD seeks to educate folks and make it easier for them to learn about CBD. And early on, I was continually encouraging people to go to the pubmed.gov website and look up the different THC and cannabis-related scientific research that has gone on. And sometimes people would get to the website and I would just lose them. But then I found the section at projectcbd.org. When you click on conditions, it lists all the different, well, you know, not all the different conditions, but many of the popular ailments that people are, are trying to find relief from. And when you click on the particular ailment, you've done the research work for them at pubmed.gov, and it just automatically brings you all of the most recent scientific research on that particular ailment. If you're listening and you have an ailment and you kind of want to get right to learning, that's a great place to go. So thank you for having that on your site, Martin. Well, we list the 50 different conditions, and actually there's more that could be listed, but the requirement for being listed on the website is there has to be some scientific research. Well, I think anecdotal research is, or reports is very important and very relevant. The cutoff for us is there has to be some science there. And I should emphasize that most of the scientific research with respect to CBD and cannabinoids and cannabis is focused on individual components of the plant, and that is not involving actual whole plant 
material. It involves individual components of the plant, and it's generally given to animals. It's preclinical research, so it's test tubes, petri dishes, maybe human cell lines, but there's not a lot of clinical data because of prohibition has prohibited clinical research by and large involving cannabis. So that's important to keep in mind with the proviso that what a single molecule does to the human brain, whether it be CBD, THC, or anything else, is different from what the whole plant does. So we draw a very important distinction between CBD and CBD-rich cannabis. And ultimately, Project CBD advocates for whole plant cannabis therapeutics. So we coined the phrase, I should say my colleague Fred Gardner coined the phrase CBD-rich very early on when the first strains that had a lot of CBD in them were rediscovered in Northern California in 2009. Rather than calling it high CBD, we wanted to get away from the connotation of high, so we called it CBD-rich. Right on. That makes a lot of sense. It's time for us to take another short break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. After a short message from the sponsors who made this show possible, Gontrepreneur will return. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising? Or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? I'm David Ogletree, president of WME Training. Did you know that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average? At WME Training, we can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean, converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the marketing experts at WMETraining.com. Growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. <laughs> the Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to help entrepreneurs grow. You're listening to Gondrepreneur, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. You are listening to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I am your host, Shango Lose, and our guest this week is Martin Lee, author of the book Smoke Signals and founder of Project CBD. So, Martin, in the first segment, we were talking about your early days at O'Shaughnessy's, the intense cannabis journal that covers the science behind cannabis. In 2010, you and your partner there at O'Shaughnessy's, Fred Gardner, decided to launch Project CBD. So, your role as a journalist on the cannabis beat for O'Shaughnessy's and being an educator using O'Shaughnessy's as the vehicle sounds to me as very similar to your now role as a global 
Global Educator with Project CBD. What was the opportunity that you and Fred saw that caused you to want to take the step from simply reporting the news in O'Shaughnessy's to doing outreach to educate folks? Well, it is true that O'Shaughnessy's gave birth to Project CBD in 2010, and, and I'm very thankful for that. And Fred Gardner is currently the editor of O'Shaughnessy's and recently came out with a monumental, fantastic issue that anyone who's in, interested in this area, whether it's an entrepreneur, a patient, or a doctor, should get a hold of it. It is a, a massive issue with phenomenal information, cutting-edge science, and you can go to beyondthc.com to find that. In the spirit of O'Shaughnessy's, both Project CBD and O'Shaughnessy's have try to speak to the layperson, speak without the heavy scientific jargon to make those concepts that we learn about from the scientists, make them accessible to many people. And we decided that once uh, we realized that CBD-rich strains were available and CBD medicine would become available as a result for medical marijuana patients, we felt that this, this warranted its own special focus, and that's why we launched Project CBD. And Project CBD does have an international audience. We get inquiries from all over the world. I think there was one month we got inquiries from over 150 different countries, and typically people are seeking information, and there is a lot of confusion out there for various reasons. Oftentimes, people contact us and say, oh, they're looking for CBD. They want CBD, the medical part of the plant, not the THC, not the recreational part. And we have to tell them, you know, THC is very medical. They work best together and you don't want just CBD alone. You need THC and CBD together to get the best therapeutic effect. So that's one of the many misconceptions that we try to debunk. And so our role as educators has evolved as the whole situation has evolved. Initially, it was all about letting people know that there was more to the plant than just THC, that there was more to cannabis therapeutics than just getting high. But these days, there's uh, a lot more going on now, and we focus on really the, the nuts and bolts of what patients need to do, what they need to know when they're seeking out CBD-rich products, what they need to look for to determine if it's a good quality product, and what they need to talk to their physicians about, because physicians tend to be poorly educated, and what they need to do basically to pursue a, a cannabis a therapeutic regimen. You know, we're down to our last two minutes, but I wanted to make sure that we talked about your book, Smoke Signals, which has opened the door to cannabis therapeutics to so many people. And those are both patients and pharmaceutical executives, both. With normalization expanding, do you think there's still going to be a place for citizen science and cannabis breeding and healing techniques? Or do you foresee that cannabis is going to become the domain of pharmaceutical companies who have access to the advanced technology to outpace, you know, neighborhood herbalists? It's going to be very interesting to see how all this unfolds. And you remember, cannabis therapeutics has been with us really since before the written word. You know, Matt Cannabis has been a friend of humanity since long ago. This is not going to go away. The whole plant cannabis as a therapy will not disappear no matter what. But it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out legally, how the regulatory regime gets imposed. I think it's very, very important that in addition to whatever will happen with Big Pharma, and there's no doubt that CBD as an isolate will become available as an approved remedy, just as THC already is in the form of Marinol, Schedule Three drug right now. CBD, which is not yet legal, 
federally, is not legal in all 50 states in that regard. I think one day will become so with the prescription, just like THC is. But the problem is it's the arrogance of big pharma. It's the sense that they feel that their way is the best way. When in fact, when we look at the studies that have been done coming from Israel recently, comparing actually the therapeutic efficacy of single molecule CBD, meaning the big pharma way, and whole plant CBD-rich oil, without going into all the details because we don't have time, the conclusion is very, very clear that CBD-rich oil, whole plant CBD, is more efficacious and better for patients than uh, CBD as a single molecule. And there's many reasons that one can explain that. That's a whole other show. Maybe we'll talk about that some other time. That's great. And that is a show that we will want all of the legislators in the states where there are passing CBD-only laws. We'll want them to hear that, to realize that that whole plant medicine and taking advantage of the entourage effect is the best way to go. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for being on the show, Martin. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. You can find out more about Martin Lee and Project CBD at their website, projectcbd.org. You can find more episodes of the Gontrepreneur podcast in the podcast section at gontrepreneur.com and in the Apple iTunes store. On the gontrepreneur.com website, you can find the latest cannabis news, product reviews, and cannabis jobs updated daily, along with transcriptions of this podcast. You can also download the gontrepreneur.com app in iTunes and Google Play. You can also find the show on the iTunes iHeartRadio Network app, bringing the Gontrepreneur podcast to 60 million mobile devices. Do you have a company that wants to reach our national audience of cannabis enthusiasts? Email grow at gontrepreneur.com to find out how. Thanks to Brasco for producing our show. I am your host, Shango Los. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. 